Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bobby's Bites. So, this week's Parsha is Kisitsa. And in it, we have a, I guess, halacha, or um, a situation. Basically, it says if somebody commits a, a specific type of transgression, and they're guilty of that transgression, uh, and so they're liable for death, and after they're, they're ca- capitally punished, they're hung on the tree for a little bit of time. They're hung on a tree for a little bit of time, right? So they just to hang there, I guess, right? To publicize the the sin, right? And then before nightfall, they, they take the body down and they bury it pro- appropriately. So on this Pasuk, the Arizal, we all know the Arizal, famous Kabbalist. So on this Pasuk, the Arizal um, gives a eulogy for the Ramak, who is also a famous Kabbalist. And he says, he says, so he says that when there's a chait, so the chait is the sin, right? You And the person uh, is killed, then you hang them on the tree. But chait, which is sin, can also be translated as um, a lack or a void. And the lack is a lack of an explanation. Right, so here we have a situation where the Ramak passes away. He's a tzaddik, and he passed away relatively early. I think in the, um, just like late 30s. And so there's no explanation. There's a lack, there's a void. And so what happens? He said, when there's a lack and a void, you blame it on the tree. What, what is it? You pin it on the tree. What does it mean you pin it on the tree? You blame it on the tree. You blame it on the original sin, the chetet sadas, the, the, right, the original sin. It's not in a Christian way where we're all, you know, atoning for that, but rather there's no, this is, it chalks it up to that, right? So this person who's a, a famous capitalist, who doesn't deserve to die as at least such an early death, and we really have no explanation as a result, so then we can just put it on, put it on, onto the tree. But then we have an interesting thing where there, so the Gemara says that the four people died as a result of the Nachash. What's the Nachash, right? The Nachash is the snake, by the bite of the snake. So the snake has a venom, and and that is what led. That's what led them to pass away, right? So as we know, the the snake enticed Adam to eat from the tree of knowledge through right through venom, and then he ate from it. And then obviously things things happened. But the nachash, the venom, like what happens when you get bitten? You feel yourself, right? You feel pain. It hurts. Right, your body starts aching, things start hurting, and so on. Um, and so this is the, this is the nachash. This is the nachash. But what he's saying is not the nachash. He's saying it is. It has to do. Sorry, I'm a little. Yeah. So he's saying it has to do with the tree itself. And what 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 does that mean? The tree itself. That. The original, the original Avera is that tree itself. That, that the tree, it being there, it being present, present, that was the catalyst for death to exist in the world, for negativity, for evil, and for the sight of evil to exist in the in the world. So, you know, you think, what does that, what does that mean? What that means is, is that Hashem put the Hashem put the tree there, and Hashem knew. That Adam was going to eat from the tree of knowledge. It had nothing to do with the snake. The snake was there. It's true. The snake enticed enticed man to do it. 
But here is just the tree itself, plain and simple. This was always planned. It was always planned for, for the tree to be eaten from. It looked enticing. It was at a specific time. It wasn't that they weren't at all allowed to eat from the tree. They were allowed to eat the tree later, right? But the timing was off, right? There's, God said, right now, you're not allowed to eat from the tree. But, and he knew that because of the enticement of the snake and the enticement of the, and the, enticement of the tree itself and how beautiful and amazing looking it, it, it was, it, it would then cause death. Itself, the tree, there's nothing wrong with it. But it would, it would cause death if it were to be eaten at this specific time. And that's what happened. It's the result of the, it's the, result of the tree. But what about, what's this idea about the Nachash? So this idea about the Nachash is this idea of feeling ourselves. And this, this idea about the, the tree and knowing that the tree was, was there and put there by God, which is kind of a really hard thing to take in, like a really hard pill to swallow. It's like death, like such a hard thing and God did it and he did it on purpose and he planned for it. And it wasn't just the mistake of man, but rather it was actually there for that reason of causing death. It's like, yeah. But why? Well, there's no reason for that. Why is there a reason for that? Because there is no reason. Right? This is like a famous, uh, one of these famous philosophers, I think it was Heidegger. He said you call, he said you call out into, the, into, into the, the blackness of the night for, for a why. And a silence answers. Right? There's no answer. There's never an answer as to why something happens. And that's why... When, you know, we don't, we don't talk too much when somebody, God forbid, passes away and you're trying to console somebody, there's no explanation. They, you know, they were like this, and you know, this happens, and you know, look at the good side and the bright side and this and that. It's like, no, you can't say anything that, would, that will appease a person's suffering because it, there's no explanation for, the, for, for this. But there is something to be said about the idea of the tree and this idea of the snake, the snake feeling itself. Sometimes people feel the need to explain, feel the need to justify and find reasons and not only and not only that but but they but but they feel themselves so much that every little thing causes death every little thing causes pain every little thing causes a discomfort for their being and that is death in, in in many real ways that exists in a person's life like god forbid you know you miss your flight that's death right you know why because because i was supposed to be there and i was supposed to i, I was supposed to go to florida and now my 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 whole plans are ruined because this that and the other right and, and you're like and at that point in time that's quite literally like a, a, a state of death because you don't know where to carry on for that your life ends right there not literally but metaphorically speaking and on a literal level some level of death occurs in that right your heart drops right something bad happens but if we live right so the Ramak was somebody and as the, the Arizal points out the Ramak is somebody who the Nachash didn't even get him it wasn't even this level of of it wasn't even this level of he had a level of externality. He had a level of self-importance, self-aggrandizement, where something like this would be would be death. And maybe as a result, you know, he would lash out or be or, or or do something, God forbid, not becoming of himself. And we know that when something doesn't necessarily work our way, it's oftentimes that it leads us to act in in, in a manner that's unbefitting and our becoming of ourselves, and that leads to a death of us, in 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 in, in the sense of the public image. 
right? The people, lo- you, when, 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 God forbid, somebody, a public figure, figure does something, and you see this today with cancel culture, right? Somebody does something because they're living at, at a level where they're held accountable by certain responsibilities and certain levels of, of, of moral and ethical standards. And when they don't, when they don't adhere to those moral and ethical standards, then they die from the public view. They're killed as a result. And that's because they actually do have something to, 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 to live at that level. And on, on a certain level, we, when, we're confronted with something that that hits our ego and hits our 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 self and our and our being we're, we're bitten by the snake and we cause death right we're caused to die or, or we cause death to another person god forbid but so the remark was somebody who lives at the level where, where god put the tree there and he always knew god put the tree there so he was he was never even bitten by the snake he just lived he lived according to the tree he lived according to the fact that he knew Hashem put the tree there. And this is his level of Pneumius. This is his level of, of, of aspect where it's true. All of us, we're not like the Ramak. We're not like the Arizal. We're, you know, for lack of a better term, um, still working on ourselves. We're trying to get there. So we're, we can be bitten by the snake. But nonetheless, we all come from Adam. And we all, we all come from, from this level of Hashem that is at the level of Hashem put the tree there. And that's betachon. That's complete betachon, complete faith. Hashem put the tree there. Hashem put this in front of me, this specific challenge. How am I going to go about it? Because right now it's a test. And I could laugh at it. I could cry at it. I could scream at it. I could throw a, throw a brick at it, whatever it is. But you can react in any type of way. Viktor Frankl famously said, right, between stimulus and response is space. And the space is between your, brain, between your ears. This is what you choose to respond, how you choose to respond to any given situation. And if we know that Hashem put the tree there, that Hashem put the challenge in front of us, why? No reason. There is no reason why. We can't find a reason. But we know that just the fact that Hashem put the tree there and we have to act accordingly, even if it, God forbid, it feels bad or it's a little bit negative, we have to live with that level of our neshama, that we live in faith, that we live in this level of pneumius, where we, where we know God put the, put, put the tree there and we leave, live with this faith. And what happens? That brings life to the world. That brings life to the people around us. And that brings life to ourselves. You know... We know this. If you've ever been on a, let's say, a trip with somebody, and or you're, yeah, if you've ever been on a good example, yeah, if you ever if you've ever been on a trip with somebody, and then they're, you know, they're they're freaking out that they're late. Right. It goes from you know being enjoyable, you're making jokes or whatever, verse to like, the the air is thick and you can't talk about you can't talk because the person is going to get angry and they're already stressed out because they're worrying about catching their connection or whatever this that and the other right but imagine like it doesn't matter if you because in that time you're still waiting but imagine if that person felt you know just simcha felt happiness or felt a little bit of peace or a little bit of calm right then you can still laugh and joke and then it's a good time right but that creates death to that situation but because if you have in your mind and if you have in your heart and if you have in your neshama that level where you know this is Hashem putting the tree in front of me this is Hashem putting whatever it is in front of me and I have to be in this situation and I have to act accordingly in this situation I can bring death to the world or I can bring life to the world and that's the tree of knowledge it's not just death it's death and life good and evil truth or falsehood and we have the power to see in front of us and see the challenge and determine which path we want to take with it. 
So, l'chaim, l'chaim to everybody that we should live on this level. And just a, a story that I heard from my father this week, and I think it's a story that's going around, but there were two brothers uh, who owned a jewelry store. And they, uh, it, was, it was Shabbos, and they have a, a phone that's connected to their safe. So the phone starts ringing, so they know obviously that the safe is broken into. So they're thinking, what should we do, what should we do? They decide together that, you know, you know what, it's Shabbos. Whatever will be, will be, but right now it's Shabbos. So after Shabbos, they go to the jewelry store and everything's ransacked. All the displays are taken, the jewels are taken. And, you know, but guess what? The safe is intact. Everything is inside the safe. And so the police come and they say, you know, we were calling for you. We were calling you the whole Saturday. They were, and they said, you know, I'm sorry. It was the Shabbos and we, we, it was the Sabbath and we, we can't work on the Sabbath. We can't use electricity. And so, you know, whatever happened, happened. They said, you don't understand. Your, your Shabbat saved you. Because these were professional thieves who they break in through, through, the, through the air ducts and they trip the alarm of the safe and they wait for you to get there, the owner to get there and open the safe. And then they take all the money and kill the owner, right? Or they make the owner open the safe and, and then they kill them, right? So they say your Shabbat saved you. It's like, wow. So you see, it's like at the time, they're like, the safe is being broken into. Why? There's no answer. It's Shabbos. I can't do anything. Why? No answer. Here comes all of a sudden the next page, the next le- the next uh, moment in life, and something is explained. Some level of life is revealed. So, Shabbat Shalom. May we live at the level of knowing what's in front of us.